Well, this is awkward. <laughs> Guess what? It's the 1st of February and we're starting our nightcap. Yes, I have to apologize. We have been on a slight break. <laughs> but let's, let's, let's just explain. Yes, I am not putting on a very sexy husky voice for the fun of it. What? <laughs> okay, wait, this is my sexy husky voice. Okay. <laughs> we are both recovering from the coronavirus. Oh, shit. Don't joke, eh? I know. Incubation period is 14 days. How many days have been suspended or lost? Exactly 14 days. Okay, let's just take a step a back. A recap on the nightcap. So, the last time we did this podcast, we were sitting in Singapore Airport. On the 14th of January. Was that the 14th of January? It wasn't. It might have actually been the morning 13. of the 15th of January. Hmm. Not sure. Might be the midnight. So it we might were traveling. So we were in transit. I, I, okay, so ex- apart from the fact of being in Singapore Airport, that was the last time that we were alone. That's true. And ha this ha. is the, <laughs> the next time that we've been alone. For the last 14 nights, yeah. we have been in the company of other people. Every night. Which is quite a shock to the system. For full-time travelers. <laughs> It's so weird. You know, a lot of couples say that when you start traveling full time or going camper van lifing, it's a massive adjustment to be in each other's company 24 <laughs> 7. We're having the reverse of that. I see it's, where you're going. What with are this. all these people doing around us? Why is there always someone here? Oh, it's so exhausting. Okay, guys. So, what happened was that I have to say sorry, Nightcap went to a not so nightly <laughs> cap. Uh, we, but we're we, back. We, we arrived in South Africa and it was just, things just fell One apart. One thing after they the other. We, we spent some time with family and just like late nights and it was just crazy. And well, people and for the first chaos. week we never slept, no, for the first eight or nine days we never yeah. slept in the same bed for more than three nights. No, like two nights. Two nights, so we were moving around. Constantly moving around. And visiting various people. Mm-hmm. And we only, after eight nights, sort of settled down with a friend and staying in the same bed. Well, we don't actually have a home. We don't have a home, no. no. So we're staying with a friend. But fairly long term, we'll hopefully be staying here. We'll probably be here for for a while. Unless he kicks us out. A few weeks or or we decide to leave. (laughs) 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 Because you're not used to living with people. (laughs) It's weird. It's quite an adjustment to not have your own space. (laughs) It's weird. No, but it's been good. And we've. We've, we, we've sort of been in Cape Town now for two weeks. Yes. And yes, the first two weeks have been a bit crazy, catching up with friends and family, and, and now we're trying to settle into a bit of a routine, but that's not been going well because we have friends visiting us from Germany, and we we tend to be socializing all, all the time. Well, and that's the thing. We might not have been traveling or seeing new places in the last two weeks, but we sure as hell have been busy. Yeah, we've been busy. <laughs> we've and, been so social. And you know, the weird thing is we've traveled for, for like almost a year, and now we probably more like in social activities on a daily basis than we've been. Oh, for sure, for the whole year, year. absolutely. And to make it worse, we we tend to consume alcohol regularly. Suddenly, <laughs> is that that's a bad thing or a good thing? Toll. I, I, I feel like really. Well, like, I don't know. I think we might have consumed more medication than alcohol, to be honest. Yeah. Okay. So, excuse number two is. As soon as we got back, I was struck down by the coronavirus. Okay, I don't no, know not immediately. Exactly, exactly eight days after we landed. Eight days. Seven days, and we tracked it back, and no it was man. exactly fourteen days after you, arriving in Simrip. Uh, On the twenty-second, you got sick. Did you guys know that forty percent of the tourists in Simrip is from China? 
<laughs> it's so strange to be back. But, uh, okay, we just got someone knocking on the door, so we'll be right back. And we're back. Okay, yeah. sorry about that. Bye-bye, Gemma. Bye-bye, friends. <laughs> I'll see you later. We just had to interrupt our nightcap to get a nightcap. There was a medical emergency. Yes, a medical emergency. And we had to get a whiskey. Cheers. Cheers. To be ching, ching. Back on nightcap. Mm. Mm. Yes, we were saying... The one advantage of being in South Africa is consuming a vast amount of alcohol again. Yeah, vast. Oh, gosh, my body's... <laughs> Crying against this vastness of alcohol, to be perfectly honest. I was longing being back on the road so I can have a reason not to drink not alcohol. To drink. Yeah, we'll have to make some changes. Maybe we should have a random week of alcohol-free, five days alcohol-free in a week. I think we just need more than five days. <laughs> I need a lifetime. Funny thing about alcohol, once you go without it, you realize how bad it is for you. But when you've been without it for so long, it's nice to enjoy a good whiskey. But why though? Why do we enjoy whiskey? Why do we well, enjoy whiskey is good for the throat, and my voice. Okay, is, it's a medical so it's, thing. It's, it's a medical, medical thing. thing. It's okay. a purely medical reason. Different story. Yes. So okay, let's get back to being back in Cape Town. But not being back. Mm -hmm. We're in uh, Cape Town for two months now. Yeah. Pretty much here to enjoy the last of the summer. The last of the summer. And the last of your kite equipment before it disintegrates. Self-destructs. Self-destructs. Well, it probably won't self-destruct. I might just make it destruct. I'm actually starting to be more and more impressed with just how long our kiting gear has lasted. If you look at my little kite, which I've now named Patchy, because it's got so many patches, and how long that kite's just been going. It's a true testament to your kiting skills. To my, my lack of kiting. <laughs> <laughs> the lack of kiting. <laughs> That's true. All right. Anyway, okay, let's focus. Back in Cape Town. Goodbye, Cambodia. It's been two weeks without any, any updates. Any rice or noodles? No rice and noodles. <laughs> oh, my God. We haven't had rice and noodles in two weeks. We did. We had yellow rice. That's an interesting idea. If you guys don't know, um, there's a traditional South African... Dish. No, I say South African, it's a bit vague because South Africa is a complicated country when it comes to culture. But Well, it's a blend of various different cultures. No, it's and Afrikaner is... culture, and which is a subsection of South African. So you can't call it South African per se. It's Afrikaner culture. I mean, how many Afrikaners are there in South Africa? A small minority. Maybe a couple of million? Yeah. So it's not only that? Afrikaners who eat sweet Babuti, yes. So Babuti is the name of a dish uh, that's very traditional amongst the white... Uh, what about the Cape Malays, where it comes from? I don't know if it comes from Cape Malay. It does. Okay, we're having this weird discussion right now. So South African cuisine is a blend of many various different cultures. Mm-hmm. Uh -huh. And one of those small subcultures actually... Is sort of a Malaysian influence. Yes. Or what we call a Cape Malaysian influence. And that has this dish. So it doesn't mean that this is a traditional dish that gets eaten across the entire South Africa. But it's still a fairly traditional South African dish eaten amongst a small here's an interesting, in South Africa. Here's an interesting little tidbit. Did you know that Afrikaans, which is one of the languages spoken in South Africa, 
shares a word with Indonesian. <laughs> In, uniquely, I might say. Mm. Do you know which word that is? If I'm uh, not mistaken. What's that word again? Pisang. <laughs> you know what's the funny thing about pisang? Okay, pisang means a banana. <laughs> I digress. If you call someone a pisang in Afrikaans, it means... <laughs> it's not exactly a complimentary term. You, you're not calling him a banana, you're calling him a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, pisang. Don't be a pisang, man. <laughs> but anyway, pisang is also banana. Um, Bahasi, Indonesian. I think, is that yes. right? And it's very cool when you know Oh, but it's Malaysian as well, though, isn't Malaysian it? Malaysian as well. Malaysia, yeah. So that's where the origin of it goes. actually comes from Malaysia and northern Indonesia mm-hmm. when the, they were sort of like, I, I guess, uh, when the British brought them in as slaves into the Cape Colony back in the day. So anyway. And so, the other thing they brought with them is babuti with sweet yellow rice. I don't know if they brought babuti. <laughs> Don't be crazy. Baboti is the name of a dish that's known amongst the Afrikaner community, and it's rather horrendous, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> it's this concoction of minced beef with, I don't know, I don't know, know not egg. much else, just sweetness. It's, it's, it's very really strange. just minced. And but a bit of, yeah, like an eggy omelette thing. Eggy, uh, yeah, it's very weird. It's very weird. It's like you create sort of this... Dish that pie. you bake in the oven. It's like a pie, I guess. I suppose it's a version of a shepherd's pie. But yeah. without the potato, yes. mashed potato on top. Instead, it's got yes. a more eggy souffle-like... A layer on top. Layer on top. Mm. But traditionally, it's it's served with rice, coloured and flavoured by turmeric to make it yellow. cooked in sugar water so that it's sweet. Yeah, and you add it's raisins. It's the craziest thing. That reconstitutes, so it becomes this weird... Yellow, it's for more sweetness. Raisiny rice concoction. I don't know. Very strange. So yes, we've been eating less rice and noodles than we have in the last three months between Philippines and Cambodia. But we've actually been having quite a bit of traditional South African cuisine in the last two weeks. I don't know if I would call that traditional South African. Of course it is. <laughs> That's not traditional South African. It's weird. How many other countries do you know that have babuti? Because they've discovered real food. Let's be honest. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to give me a choice between baboti... Okay, let's take a step back. I never said it's good we traditional have, cuisine, we but have, it is We have had other more traditional foods in the last two weeks, which is much better than baboti. I'm yes. referring to... Uh, the good old braai vlees. Braai. A braai is like a barbecue. barbecue. It's like what you would call... Uh, any sp- meat grilled over the open fire. Or anything. Grilled or over anything. <laughs> anything you can find you grilled over a fire is called a braai. And then we also do something called a poiki. Yes, which is really called a small pot. Which okay. is never a small pot. It's always a big pot. I'm not it's sure why it's pot. called a poiki. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's, so it's a cast iron pot. Usually it's got three little legs and stands on top of a fire. And it you looks like a witch's cauldron. Yeah, it's exactly what it looks like. A cauldron. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Ooh, I'm going to cook up a cauldron tonight. <laughs> doesn't quite have the same ring as a poiki. I'm going to do a, a lamb cauldron. I think it's quite cool, actually. Does it work? Yes. Is a cauldron a name for the vessel? Or do you think it's actually what they concoct? No, no, the cauldron is the, the, is vessel. the vessel, yes. Okay. Inside is the potion. So I'm going to do a lamb pop. Cauldron potion. potion. Ooh, well, uh, oh, a lamb love potion. 
Good night. Bye.